Thank you so much for tuning in to Views from the 8%. I know it's been a minute. You know, I know episodes been a little sparse. That's my bad. You know, it's my fault, but we're here. And I'm very excited about this episode because today we have not only an amazing guest, we have my friend, my ex-roommate, ex-classmate, cohort member, HU sis, et cetera, et cetera. We have Chelsea Essex, AKA Essex Health, AKA the dancing SLP, etc. <laughs> Go ahead, Chelsea, tell them what's up. <laughs> hey, y'all. So, um, Jordan, thank you so much for inviting me on today. Um, I know it's been whew, uh, a lot happening on online and in the world. So um, I'm just fortunate and honored to like have this time to be here and talk about, you know, everything Black SLP magic. So, Yes, my name is Chelsea Essick. I uh, went to school with Jordan, we went to Howard University, um, and I am a medical-based speech-language pathologist. Um, I work primarily in acute care, um, in hospitals, et cetera, et cetera, um, aka the dancing SLP. I'm also a dancer right now. I currently am a bar instructor, which is kind of like a bar fitness in the lines of Pilates. Y'all, listen, I took a class. <laughs> I sure did take a class and it was a great class, but could I walk afterwards? It's questionable. It was, a great right. class. It, was it was great. It was fun. I needed it. It was a nice yeah. in the behind. Man, so I try to get people snatched, get their waist snatched, get their, you know, their throats for swallowing snatched and body snatched, um, you know, voice snatched. I try to do all of that. So um, speech pathologist by day and dancer slash teacher by night. Um, I am a Nigerian American, so I come from Nigerian immigrants. Um, I'm the youngest of four. and yeah, currently I live in Dallas now. I actually just relocated from the DC area. I was there, uh, like Jordan mentioned, like four or five, four or five, four or five years. We were roommates the last two years of it. Great memories, great time. Um, and I moved back closer to home. I'm originally from Houston, but I moved to Dallas uh, just to be a little bit closer to home. So that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, yes. Great times. We uh, we were in the beginning of quarantine together. Like, you know, started from the bottom. It was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was rough, but it was fun. It was a good time. It was a fun time. It was, <laughs> it was in the house, a lot, a, a lot of memories. Um, I do miss DC and that kind of, that's why I wanted to bring the black SLP magic back there. Um, every time I go there, it's just always a spark of energy in my life and it's my second home. Um, so yeah, I, 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 DC is, is always, always been, have, had a special place in my heart and always continue to have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Sure. Yes. I got my house on today. <laughs> so we are here to talk about black SLP magic. And, you know, as you said, you held the first one ever in D.C. Yes. For me, great experience. I want to hear about, how was that for you? So let's, let's kind of rewind a little bit. Basically, how this whole idea started, right? So the hashtag, um, basically, I would find all these 
women of color on my IG page, on my Instagram page. And they were coming up more and more and more. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I just started featuring these women on my stories. So I would start with maybe like five different different women of color or, or men of color and, and, you know, hashtag, use the hashtag at the top, hashtag black SLP magic. Um, specifically, if it was a girl, I would say black hashtag SLP girl magic or black boy SLP magic. And so more and more um, people were like, oh my God, I love when you do this. Like, this is great. Like I, I connect with so many people every time I see them, I'm like, oh my God, it's another girl I know, or this or this, someone who looks like me online. Like, thank you for connecting us together. So then I was like, hmm, okay. So I just continued this weekly. Haven't done them in a little while, but <laughs> I'll start back soon. Uh, started to do it weekly, follow up by a post and just like words of encouragement for us, us people in co of color, because we do go through adversities all day, every day that we can get into later. Um, so my partner actually was like, hey, Chelsea, like, you know, you are really good at planning. I'm the party host. Jordan can say, can also, you know, attest to that. We would throw different, I would throw different events at our house, like just big hosts is bringing all positive energies together. So my partner was like, why don't you just try to start a convention or a conference or um, some type of summit so where everyone can meet in person. So for bringing that social media aspect to like sisterhood or brotherhood in person. So I thought about it, pinned it on it. And then I was like, you know what, let's just go for it. So um, when I saw from, from the beginning of the planning phase to when it happened, I was, I was, I'm still shocked at the amount of feedback that I got that was so positive. Um, granted, when you're planning something and you're head on in something, you don't really see or have time to step back and look like, oh, wow, this is what the creation is. And almost like if an artist was creating a song, right? And they're like working all day in the studio. And then when they hear the song on the radio all the time, they're like, oh, okay, I guess it is pretty catchy. That's the same phenomenon I had. Um, you know, planning this conference from Dallas, right? In a whole different state um, was also an added stress factor for me. Um, I think I mentioned too that I lost the luggage. Well, the luggage was lost. <laughs> so we had to put all the gift bags and some of the merch and, and some, some, some boxes. And then it didn't really get to the destination in DC. So I was just praying and hoping that we found them and finally we found them, but just those, you know, turbulences through and challenges with planning it. And then coming to the day of and having everyone just fortunate for, oh my God, I got to see this person in person, or I feel like this was a community. I felt like I could be myself. I felt relatable. That was why it was worth it. So, um, I would, I would love to continue this journey. I would love to continue bringing this to people and, and, you know, wherever the le next location is, which is NOLA, um, I hope to be even bigger and better and, um, you know, just improve and, and just bring more and more hashtag black SLPs together. Listen, you know, we lit for NOLA. Okay. And yeah. go up. I hope you're all ready. Um, I just want to say being in the space, of a Black SLP Magic Conference. It was, I mean, obviously the first of its kind. Like it was the first time that I've ever felt that way in a room like that. Like it yeah. was, it was very affirming. It was powerful. It was inspiring. And I think it was this, it had the same impact, like regardless if you were a student, if you were retired, if you are a emerging SLP, like everybody was impacted by this space. Right. Um, if you did not get the, the chance to go in DC, you should be planning ahead. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and shout out to uh, our, my mentor slash our old um, professor, Ashley Webb. She coined the term and it's just, it's kind of like the, the theme of it is feeling safe, seen and supported. And that's exactly what I wanted. And I just couldn't find the, the words to contextualize that. Um, and safe, we felt like this was our safe haven amongst all other things that aren't safe within our field. Um, we felt supported with so many topics that we discussed and so many perspectives within those topics that you could grab what you needed or you could take what you didn't and leave it on the floor. But either way, it was cohesive enough to listen to and appreciate. Um, and, and feeling supported in general, just being around some and having connections. I feel like sometimes when we hear the word conference, it's so hard to find the people or the proctors or the panelists and talk to them afterwards. It's like, oh, wait, 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 I needed to ask her a question or they're running out. But this was so intimate to where people have each, got each other's phone numbers, they got each other's IGs. And it's just such a, a, it was such a good way to be cohesive and not to feel alone. I heard so many stories that I know a lot of SLPs of color go through being the only color in in, um, a cohort of 20 being the only African-American or being the only, um, you know, just minority in general, um, feeling that and expressing that I think is a, is a good thing that, you know, was, was very much valued for me. That's why I have to continue these because next year, who knows the next realm or the next wave of people that will appreciate it. So um, I'm happy. I was very happy. <laughs> I almost cried. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was very it was it was an essential space um and i think just like you touched on like the intimacy it was what was so different about it like it felt like right. i heard somebody say or several people say like it felt like church on sunday like it felt like you yeah. were around family it felt like you were around people that you've been known you know like right. people you've been known your whole life and you just met or you've only known right. on instagram but it felt familial exactly so, and like when have when do you ever like outside of maybe being um, an SLP in a cohort at an HBCU, uh, you might feel that type of sisterhood with other SLPs. But I feel like even that is a rare experience. Like I feel like yeah. our cohort was a rarity in that yeah. like we, we all got along, we're all still cool. Like, let me tell you, the best part for me of SLP social scene was the whole cohort being there, or not the whole, but like a large amount, like seeing people come back and show up and show out for you like that, like. Yeah. And, like, and I like they're across the, they're across the country. Tala came from, where's she, Sudan? Sudan, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Tala came from Saudi Arabia. That's crazy. Right. Like, I feel like, yeah, that really put into perspective for me, like these are really my people. And I feel like that is a, a an experience that many people don't get with their cohort. But I feel like that same type of feeling I got at the Black SLP Magic Conference. Like it felt right. like family, it felt like support. You felt seen, all those things. Yeah. And two, I think, you know, we come from a different lens because we went to Howard, which was an HBCU, but it was refreshing to hear some of the audience members coming from a non-HBCU and saying like, yeah, although I feel I can connect with, um, with you guys or online, when I have to go back to Timbuktu University with all non-Black SLPs, 
how do I keep this sustained connection? So mm-hmm. for me, it was just establishing that longevity for that because a lot of a lot of SLPs don't have that, or SLPs to be, or clinicians, or SLPAs, whatever. Just just in general, minorities do not have any support. And um, as long as I am alive and well and healthy, I want to get to continue to provide that support. Um, you know, online and in person. So definitely keeping us fed in those ways. Um, I can't wait to bring new topics next year. Um, I don't want to spoil it yet, but definitely new panelists too. Um, a different space, like as Jordan says, going to be in New Orleans, Louisiana. So that's a whole nother realm of SLPs there and culture there. Um, we're not doing no Mardi Gras, but <laughs> it'll be very fun to kind of just be in a different space and not be in a DC. Um, also, you know, we at the conference, we had food. Food was was bomb. I heard uh, fire. Yeah, it was go- every time. What's her name? Great- Can we shout her out? We remember what her name is. Let's shout her out. Her name is at the Hawaiian style catering. Hawaiian style catering. We'll put her in the in the description. Yes, yes. So she yes. hit it. Everything. Tiara was great. Like she was great. She's a young mother. Um, she started from the bottom to grind it up, and now she. She's just booked out. So I was really fortunate for her to, you know, have connections there too and network. Let's talk about all the black owned businesses that were there. Yes. Can we yes, talk yes. about it. Man, Ooh. we'll get into vendors. Let's talk about the drinks. Oh my goodness. So there were libations and there were non-alcoholic beverages. Um at drinks with Kayla, uh, drinking with drinking drinks with Kayla, I believe. Um, she was phenomenal. We had the famous um, smoky mimosas going. We had the cocktail hour. We had the signature drinks. We had, I think it was brown skin and something else, signature cocktails that were great. Um, you know, the DJ uh, at Instagram is too, <laughs> had the vibes going. Um, the photography at Shooter's Art had the, everybody looking amazing. Um, we had the decor, uh, twisty balloons. I'm I'm going off memory. (laughs) Twisty at twisty balloons, and then let's get into the vendors outside. Oh my goodness! So, um, you know, I wanted to have a dual experience where people could also showcase, you know, whatever they sell. So we had candles, we had um, books, we had planners, we had um, University of Loyola um, National Black. Uh, speech and hearing association chapter coming out we had um essential oils we had jrc the slp we had we had smiles for speech we had just an array of people coming out and i think people even though it was cold it was warm in the spirit because it was all black people loving each other and supporting each other we um, was out there in the cold enjoying yeah. ourselves enjoying, <laughs> enjoying it was a photo booth out there like let me tell you photo booth um uh, tia snap she had us looking right she had the digital photos um so as i'm enthusiastic as i'm en- en- enthusiastic about talking about it that's that's i hope i'm i'm showing how much fun it was um so to miss the next one, I think you'll be missing out. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. And we we know that we still want it to be a rather intimate space. So you got to get your tickets while you can. Yeah, you got to get them. Um, you know, the people will tell you it's worth every penny. I had to, to, I think, open up the tickets maybe three or four times so people could get their last minute tickets in. Um I'm fortunate for the, my, you know, first ever sponsorship with Simple Practice. Um, they were amazing and, and supportive in that way. Uh, they're an online platform. 
um, for uh, private practice owners to do billing, documentation, et cetera. So they were believing in the vision of both SLP Magic and Social Scene. So they wanted to, you know, associate themselves with with, with these phenomenal events, which which was, which was great. So looking forward to more sponsorships. Anyone who wants to, you know, participate and show love or support for what we're doing, um, you know, you can reach out to Jordan and I, and we will love to, to partner with you guys. Um, it's just all about, again, making people feel that they belong, even if you are not in a situation where you feel belong. Let me touch on that because I can't tell you how many students or young SLPs came up to me at the conference that go to PWIs, predominantly, predominantly white institutions. And we're just like, it's so crazy to be in this space for me because there's nowhere else where I feel like I can be myself. I, there's nowhere else where I feel like I can wear my natural hair. I, like, I'm doing all this now and at social scene too, like I'm here dancing and like I'm hearing all these different, like these powerful black women and I'm feeling inspired. But when I go back to this space, like I don't, I'm afraid that I won't be able to take it with me. Like I right. heard that. I right. hear it a lot. And it's true. Like I, I feel the same way. Like I, yeah, I feel like missing that space because we don't get that. Like we don't have that, you know, oh. like, but it tells you how important it is. It's it's so important and touches on from social media to sisterhood. Like, yes, online we can like, comment, and share as much as we can, but when we bring it to in person, it's a different type of connection that we yearn for. Um, it's a different type of need that we we have to keep sustaining within the community. Um, you know, and a, a lot of the questions that I received was, what's the difference between Mbasla or um sisters and this or what's the difference between yeah i thought there's in Basla where we all meet those are still warranted like those are still great like you know those um organizations are still doing exactly what we're the purpose of, of bringing non-whites together however the difference is is we are more um for black slp magics we're a little bit more intimate and we're getting into the situations and the issues that are happening now in the field nothing that happened in the past so things we're bringing up issues that are reoccurring in day to day for the new era of students we are continuously trying to keep it young and keep it relatable to both old and young um i'm not saying those other companies or those other organizations are not doing that However, Black SLP Magic comes from a digital lens, which comes from social media. So these are the social media world people who are like, oh, okay, I'm, I use Instagram rather than someone from Mbasla who's not really Instagram savvy. So that's the difference. And hopefully my goal is to expand it over to Mbasla and maybe do more partnerships with them and sisters. Actually, shout out to Miss Julia Thomas-Bradford. She was on one of the panel panelists and she's the founder of Sisters. So she came and she showed up and she ex expressed everything to her community. I appreciate that so much. And I, I was really fortunate for her, um, you know, to be there. Um, so just keeping those, um, keeping that I idea in mind when we try to compare the different groups, it's not necessarily a com competition. It's just a different, a different era and a different perspective of what the purpose is and why we're doing this. So. No, I, I think that touches on a great topic, something I have conversations about all the time with my partner who is in academics, in academia. He's getting his PhD and he, 
I don't know if I should be telling all his business like this, but he hates academia. <laughs> he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. That's my bro. Right. He hates academia. And we talk about this a lot because um, when it comes to research or funding to have these type of events or any of those things like that, most times you have to be attached to a university. And I think that makes it, I mean, we have a lot of issues there with access and with like people who are no longer attached to a university who are not a student or a professor or a clinician for a university. Like, what are we supposed to do? Are we just not supposed to have our own events or are we just not right. supposed to build things that we want for ourselves? Right. Um, and then another thing that I, that we talk about a lot is that like the access that social media brings, like yes. so many people would never have heard of these opportunities, even about in Basla or about sisters, if it wasn't for social media. Right. So I think right. this is exactly what we want. Like we want yeah. to continue this growth. Like we want to see more events. We want to see more things for us. Like period, that's the goal. The goal is to see more things for us and different variations of it. Exactly. So yes, you know, it may be the quote unquote unconventional way to do or start an organizational type of thing but however it was so effective with just the hashtag and it continues to be effective I think the other day I looked at the hashtag black SLP magic following on IG and there's so many people following that hashtag alone and that that wouldn't have have been a thing if it wasn't brought to light by either a, a black SLP right <laughs> so it has someone has to be the pioneer have someone has to start it it just takes a community to, to continue that so Look, that goes great into my next question. What advice would you have for someone that like has an idea or like something that they want to start? Like maybe somebody wants to start something for the Latin A community. Like maybe somebody wants to start something, you know, like something cool like that. Like somebody yeah. wants to do something like that and just like, man, like, I don't know where to start. This seems so overwhelming. I don't know how somebody would do that. Like, what would uh, you tell them? My first thing that comes to mind is start, period start the next thing is to be authentic for me and you Jordan we're just naturally uh, ourselves like I don't try to alter who I am for anyone or any person even online and I know that's so hard for people to be their authentic self however if you continue to try to put the information out one person a day will see what you're posting just one and by the time the traction starts that one person a day, by the end of the week, that's seven people. So if you don't start, then no one will know. That's exactly how the algorithm kind of works online. You have to use a hashtag more than just one time and not get defeated if you don't get any feedback the first time. Nope. Yeah. Try it again. Try it again. For me, I again, I, I just didn't stick with my timeline. I featured other women or other men of color for them to kind of bring awareness to what I'm doing. So it's like, oh, this is nice. I got featured with amongst all these other black people. Let me continue to follow that, right? Rather than just all about me, me, me and my content, make your content about others in a positive way. And no one has anything else to say but nice things. Um, but if you don't start and you keep it all in your notes, Nothing's going to come to fruition from that. Nothing's going to come to fruition. If you're kind of, whatever you're afraid of, the opportunity is on the opposite side of fear. I love that quote so much. And you have to make sure that you're pushing that boundary. If you don't think that you can do it, what happens if you try? What happens if you did do it? 
You never know. What so I did do it. What happens if you were successful? That's what you need right. to be asking yourself. What happens right. if you did succeed? What happens if you did that Latino XA or Latino hashtag weekly and all of a sudden you get a slew of these 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 people and they're like, yo, can you continue? Can we group, make a group chat? Can we meet in person? Where are you located? Oh, I'm located here. Oh my God, let's link. Like that's how social, that's what social media is, right? It's for connections. Yes, you can post. Yes, you can talk about the breakup. Yes, you can talk about how sucky Asha is. Yes, you can talk about how sucky this and this is. However, the overall goal is to connect with others who also have like minds with you or you want to hear other perspectives from. So for me, I, I try to keep it positive almost all the time, unless it's warranted for some negativity, but <laughs> I try to keep it positive. Um, I try to just, again, where it's not shown in the world of SLP or even in the world of this Black community, we have to show up. So. Yes, that's real. You really just got to start. You just got to get things started. I know something that I do, I get stuck in analysis paralysis, you know, like I, I feel like there's something else I can make better. Or I can, I can, there's something else I need to figure out before I can start. Or let me say past me, because I don't do that no more. And I just, right. I, like I've learned, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you wouldn't have learned if you didn't what? Start. I didn't start. And you know what else I've learned is that every time I start, whenever I do something again, I learn something new. If I do it another time, I learn two more things. That's three more things I just learned. If I do it another time, I learn two more things. Now, the next time, ooh, it's going to hit. You're all good. You're good. You know, another quote by someone, I'm, I'm a quoter. I love books. Well, let me say, I love, I love self-help books. <laughs> um, I call myself a stoic, a stoicism. Um, Ryan Holiday, if you guys don't know him, please, please look him up. He has a, a, my, one of my favorite books called Ego is the Enemy. And it really changed my perspective on just life in general and what you can control and what you can't. So one thing that he mentions is um, mistakes are proof of you learning. So if you're not making any mistakes or if you're not trying anything, how would you know, how could you attest to growth, right? So you have to continue to make those mistakes in order to learn. And for me too, I like feedback. I love when somebody corrects me and tells me, hey, like, da, da, da. okay, cool. No, no, noted for next time. But that shows that at least I'm attempting to be a better individual, better person, better clinician, better sister, better brother, better girlfriend, but better whatever. But in order for me to kind of advance in any other way, you have to be able to attend to the task to the best of your ability. And if you do get feedback from that, try to use it and change for the next time. So again, mistakes are proof of learning. So I hope you guys continue to try, you know, me and Jordan's pages didn't start. I think, wait, we both was not even thinking that our pages would be what it is today. I keep, I tell people that all the time. When I started, I did not like, mm -mm, it was not supposed to be this whole, that my, my, my purpose was not found when I made my page. My purpose was found when I continued to do the work on my page. Listen, I tell people all the time. I think I said it in a previous episode. When I started my page, I had no goal other than to be a black face in the white people like Period. that's all I wanted <laughs> like Period. I just and need I people think, to see me exactly and I think I, I always tell people about the one picture that we took we both took Stephanie took it in our and outside of um, our house quarantine 
we took the picture and it had the shirts and we had black SLPs matter or black speech pathologists matter. And from there is when me and Jordan found the purpose, like, okay, cool. We may approach it a different way. However, we didn't find the work or the importance until we continued to do it. Literally. So I was just I was reposting other people's, like I was reposting other people's information. I was like, oh, this is good. I should share this. Like, that's what I was doing. Right. And then uh, George Floyd happened. Asha didn't say anything. I needed to say something. And then our picture happened where people were like, oh, it's, it's Black SOPs. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> and then uh, after that, I used our picture again in the black and white. And I shared like my story of being at a oh, yeah. undergrad and that blew up too. And I was like, this is why I'm here. Like I'm here to share my story. I'm here so that other people know they're not alone. I'm here to build a community. Like now I know, now I know what I need to talk about. Now we know. And so we didn't find our purpose. Like I said, when on the first go around, no, I think I had my page since what, 20 something I had it just sitting there I would like post my little CFY stuff and then I'll post like I I think I started these things tried to called refreshment Fridays and then that didn't really go through and I was like okay what's my purpose unfortunately it had to take an adversity for us to uh, for us to find our purpose but again it wasn't until maybe what post 12 or 10 when we got the recognition quote unquote that we were looking for even then it's still not about that it's about a continuing to do the work to make sure these slps feel seen safe and supported like besides that i, I appreciate my 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 non-black followers they support me actually we had some non-black um slps attend the conference which i was fortunate for um but my purpose is 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 not that because i feel like there's a lot of representation 92 percent of representation already in the field and there's only eight percent representation of, of, of us in our field so if we can continue to capitalize and continue to to grow the small people the minorities <laughs> We will be in a better place, or it's not even a better place. Just, just making us feel, feel connected. That's the word I'm looking for. Feel connected. So, um, you know, you also brought up a good point, Jordan, about uh, you supported other people before you started kind of posting your stuff. I think sometimes online we get a bias of what we like and what we don't like, right? Physically like and what we don't like, but just overall support of others of of our liking that's better than not saying anything at all um I think that's just etiquette I would call it social media etiquette like hey if it's your if it's your black sister showing you know trying to start her page show love to the small businesses so just as much as you so love to the big businesses that's all love yeah, like, you know, the, the big businesses, the, let me tell you, they get all the recognition, they get all the reposting, but what about that small page, that private practice that, you know, this brown SLP just started that doesn't have a million and two likes, it doesn't have a million and two followers, why don't we show love to her? That's who I'm searching for, and that's, that's why I post yeah, that's why I post the Black SLP magics for those girls, for those guys who don't really have the recognition. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely, I, I definitely pride myself on that because there's like, you don't, you know, there's a whole thing on, on social media where like people don't look deeper into the posts. They take it for what it is. They do no further research. Like yeah. I don't do that. And yeah. what I see is that there are so many of the smaller pages that are putting out amazing 
content, bro. Hey, like, hey, uh, y'all need to keep going because I we see you. Okay. Bro, I see you, and I repost, and I yes. repost, like I support. Like I have, I have no bias. If it's good, I don't care if you have two followers. I'm yes. putting it up like, yes. and that yes. that alone should be enough for you to share. Like it takes one person. It takes one person to see it and share. And this is another thing I talk about a lot is like people get discouraged if they're not getting a lot of likes, if they're not, their followers aren't building like they want them to. Like none of that matters because I remember when I had like, I don't even think it was Instagram. I think it was YouTube. My YouTube is like small. Like I don't get a lot of views. Right. And I remember I saw someone posts like my daughter just saw this video and now she's thinking about becoming an SLP she's never seen a black SLP before like the video had like 40 views bro I did not care like I just changed somebody's life it takes one person it takes one person to change the perspective of how you feel about that post like again I think sometimes social media etiquette is like oh the more followers the more reputable that's false that is definitely false you can have a million and five followers or you can have 12k followers and then you be posting anti-black people stuff and and, and it's just non it's non-productive or that like Jordan said the person who has that one or two posts but that post was hidden it said everything it needed to say for me that day Best believe I'm reposting it, period. That's it. And that's only support. Support for the minority in follower land and in reality and in color. So I think, you know, the social media thing, don't get offended or don't get uh, boggled down by the fact that you're not getting enough love. At the end of the day, it's it's a social media algorithm. Someone is going to see it. Someone, that one, can into seven by the end of the week. So... So, you know, I want to start wrapping up, but I think I would like to know, how would you define Black SLP magic? Okay. Um, I would would define Black SLP magic is uh, as the SLP or the SLP to be or the SLPA or the audiologist, Black or Brown, who feels confused who feels unsafe, who feels unsupported, who feels unseen, looking and yearning for community. I would define that as someone who gets up every day, tries to be the best SLP possible, but gets hit down by turbulence at the workplace or at school or by a professor or by uh, a patient or a client or a mother or a father or a parent or a principal. You feel so defeated. It's like, dang, what can I do? But the next day you get up and you keep going. That is what I call Black SLP magic. The magic continues what I've been using and what I love because regardless of how much we go through, the magic will continue. They need us more than we need them. They need our presence more than we even need this field. Without us in this field, there would be no magic, period. So the the conference is only a bigger scale of the most important thing, which is remaining present, remaining sensitive, and also just remaining loved. Just being okay, feeling okay to be black in this field, being non-white in this field, and finding that that's okay. It's adversity. However, I know I have community. And that's That's what what changed everything for me is I have community. Like, it's community. Go ahead. 
No, I was saying, I was, I was just repeating that for you. I have community. <laughs> <laughs> I'm community. Say it again. <laughs> right. Repeat this after you listen to this. I have community. Write that on your, on your mirror affirmations. Okay. I have community. That's exactly what it is. You have community. You have support. And imagine how much more confident you feel when you have some people or you have a whole group or a tribe ready to back you up regardless regardless if you Look, make a mistake and you know can i can i just give the perfect example of what community oh it is when we oh talk about god. what happened to dr Ianessa oh my god. and did we not stand up did we not stand up let me tell that's you community that's community right that's community feel like that in general like it doesn't matter what it is. If you want to DM someone, I know sometimes it takes a while to get back or it takes a while for them to respond, but you me. just, you, you, right. You can email us. We here, we're online. It may take a little, it may take, maybe give, give us like some hours, but we'll get back to you for you to feel that support because we know how it felt when we were back in school. Like what? Yeah. Even sometimes it was hard for us to reach out to our black professors but when we went online we would be like whoa it's a whole nother community here so that might need to be part two right part two <laughs> need to be part two <laughs> i think we, because i think i mentioned this on you guys' live and i was like let's talk about the black slps who yeah. don't support sips tea <laughs> <laughs> that tea's gone <laughs> right tea is all gone that's exactly <laughs> we'll get into that part two but yeah because that's real sometimes where you that. support will be it's not always going to be there and this it's the reality the reality is as another another quote not from a book i don't know where it's from but all skin folk ain't kim folk okay hmm. 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 and that is the truth everybody just because you share similar cultures or share skin tone maybe share a race that does not mean that you all have the same beliefs black oh, people are not a monolith black people all have different perspectives they all have yeah. different experiences and yeah. there are a lot of commonalities but that yeah. doesn't mean that we all deal with those same commonalities in the same way yeah. and that also doesn't mean that anybody is right or wrong in the way sure. that they treat them i think i saw yeah it was dr humbert when she posted you can't tell someone how to be a victim like because we all victims at the end of the day right 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 you can't or tell you can't how to be a exactly exactly so that that would be a great great conversation for part two because i i think me and you both can talk about many experiences where we tried to reach out to other people of color and we did not get the response that we thought um but i can tell you this because i want to end on a positive note if you reach out to the Black SLP Magic page or Jordan or, or a JRC to SLP or Essex Health, I, again, my mission is to continue to support, make you feel safe, seen and supported. I will not turn you away. I will not not respond. Um, let me know. You know, I have a Calendly. You can find it in the link in my bio. Um, my email is, I will drop it down. It's EssexHealth at email.com, not at Gmail. Um, let me know. Let's chat. You know, let's talk. Any questions you have? I just talked with a, a student today um, on the phone as I was leaving the grocery store and giving her the tea on 
medical acute care or acute being in a hospital SLPs and what to do and what not to do. So I'm an open book. You know, I think the knowledge should be spread to everyone. It should be game spread to everyone. Put people on game. Why not? It just, right. again, bring that 8% to what? That 9% if we need, if, if we can get there. So <laughs> and to continue on the positive note, there are so many black SLPs that are willing to do this. Like there are so many black SLPs that want nothing more than to support other black SLPs or other oh SLPs of color. Like um, that is how Dr. Humbert and I met, is it? I don't know, but very early on in our relationship, I needed help because I was getting these opportunities and I was so new to this. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to charge. I don't know who to ask, like all these things. And she was there for me. We, she yeah. sat on a phone call, walked me through these questions. And she was there for me as a mentor when my mentors were not, you know, were not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So many, like you said, so many SLPs out there. I'm, I'll shout out a few if I if I can remember. Um, I know uh, SLP Contract Queen. She just did a amazing. Um, I think the business the, suite, the SLP yeah, business suite. The business suite. Um, you know, she just put Miss Ebony. Oh my gosh, she's the most for me. If I wanted to open a private practice tomorrow, she would be the first person I would DM. Like what? She just has so many black SLPs and SLP, in in general just spitting game about how to make money from your for your own like who else it's so many i can go on and on well we're but, gonna add more in the description with their permission yeah. <laughs> but there yeah. are so many black slps out there that are willing okay. to support y'all and if you haven't seen already i have two posts black slps you should know there are oh, yeah. amazing black SLPs on that post and all of them, I wouldn't have shared them with y'all if they weren't willing to look out for y'all. Cause that's, and they, that type of, those type of people I don't want on my page. Right. So, right. right. People that I shared are willing yep. to help y'all. Mm -hmm. so, hit mm -hmm. them up. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Jordan has that. And I think a, a post I had back, back, back in the day for just to not make it biased with the females only. I know there's a few, I think I made a male SLP, you should know, um, reach out to them for any help. They're, they're great. I think it's, 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 it's Dean, it's, it's Ryan. It's, we'll just drop all the names down. So you guys can just have support from a male perspective and female. Um, we got you. We got you. The magic continues. It will always be. I like the magic continues. Okay. My last question. If you could go back, no, I have two more questions. This is second to okay. last. Okay. <laughs> second to last, if you could go back in time to any time where you feel like it would be the most beneficial for you, what would you go tell young Essex? <laughs> okay. Um, eh, okay. I'm gonna take it back, 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 back to when I was, um, ironically enough, I was in Denton, Texas, which is uh, maybe like an hour away from Dallas. And this was my undergrad. Um, and I was a, a black-eyed, bushy-tailed freshman. I was like, yep, I want to major, double major in speech, language, pathology, and then dance and graduate in four years, period. That's what I'm doing. And so I went into the... Um, uh, I think admissions counselor's office or advisor at the time and uh, told her my plan. And she's like, okay, so what class are you going to take? How many hours? And I was like, well, I'm going to be a double major and I'm going to, you know, take at least 24 credit hours a semester. And so she looked at me, dead in my eyes and told me, you're not going to graduate in four years. Um, you're going to graduate maybe seven. 
and um, I've never, in all my years, and here's another thing, guess what race she was? She's black. black. She was black. So bringing us back to our point, some, every black person ain't kinfolk, right? So I'm like, wow, like, okay, I'm a freshman, she's telling me this. So I walked out of that office and I was so defeated. At that time, I should have told myself, start and finish, do it. You're gonna do it. Fast forward to four years later, I graduated in four years. I did take those 24 credit hours a semester flawlessly. I took every mini semester, the ones in December and the ones in January, the ones in May. I was in school around the clock, but my point is what I told myself was, Chelsea, you're gonna prove her wrong. You're gonna prove her wrong. That's what I just kept saying. So I use that same mentality when anyone tells me I can't do anything. I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm 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 gonna plan a conference all the way from Dallas. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna start and I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna finish. So I think the the the, the motif and the the ranging theme in my mind that Young Essex established is start and finish. Period. Love Let me stop. I'm not city girls. Let me stop. Period. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, okay? Right. <laughs> start and finish. So I'm happy, little Essex has established the mental capacity for big ethic now like yeah starting and finishing even it, it doesn't matter if it's a job doesn't matter if it's a career doesn't matter if it's personal life running on the trail I'm a runner start and finish you started it so finish it started it so finish it and if you can't finish it pick up the next day and try to finish it so yes love that just start just, just start. start all right and, and finish yeah, there you go. And finish. Hey, do half ass right now. You have to go through the course to get to the end goal. You have to go through. And another quote. All my all your quotes have been from books. All my quotes are just like old black people quotes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, you grow through what you go through. There you go. You, you grow, grow through, through what you through. go through. All right. Man, you just you just have to. You have to start. And, and, and another one of my quotes from a book, um, my favorite author, uh, Anthony Maxwell, he said, you know, in order to change habits, it starts in your daily routine. Mm-hmm. Simple. It's the smallest thing. Like, it's not even that deep. Your daily routine. If you want to stop something, just daily routine every day, this little bunch. And then by the end of the week, oh, you've already stopped that habit. So it all starts in your, your daily routine. Just start small. Just start small. But either way, the keyword is S-T-A-R-T. Start. We'll write it out in phonetics for you. Private, <laughs> I should say. Um, okay, my last question. All right, because, you know, we're talking about routines. So I just, you know, for the people, help out the people. Maybe a song to get their day started right, and maybe like one little workout move get their body flowing. Girl, you got your two specialties. Oh my! <laughs> I thought this was an easy question. And <laughs> pop lock stretch, girl. You get on my nerves. Okay, so I think okay. Let me the song. I love. Um, trap music i love hip-hop if you're a hip-hop or trapper especially using using those type of upbeat songs to to complete a run or complete a hard workout start there i'm a draker 
Drake is my is my guru. I'm a Draker. <laughs> I'm a Draker. So Drake is on my playlist. Um, I actually been listening to a lot of Lil Baby and a lot of Gunna and Moneybag Yo. So yeah, listen to your favorite song in the morning. Also, I would suggest kind of before you even start the day, just kind of wake up and instead of scroll, just think. Um, think about your day. Think about what your intentions are. Um, you know, if you're spiritual, go ahead and pray. Um, I read my daily Stoicism book in the morning to just kind of get my mind together and then. I'm, I'm hitting the gym or I'm hitting something. So you may not be a physical person, but just at least you can men mentally work out your mind by just taking away from scrolling as soon as you wake up in the morning and just think, just like, okay, what's today? Okay, what's the weather? Okay, what am I going to do today? Do I work? Do I not work? Just think. So that's one. And then my favorite move is, you know, pop, lock, and drop. I'm just kidding. You know, keep them thighs burning. <laughs> right, keep them thighs got pop, lock, and drop it. Um, my favorite move is just to move. Like, I know, again, quarantine is so hard to move. Walk around your neighborhood. Go walk the dog. Go check the mail. Do a plank for 10 minutes. or oh, 10 minutes. For 10 seconds on every commercial that you see. That's one thing that I started to tell my uh my, my students in bar classes to, um, if you plank for 10 seconds for every commercial on the show, that equals, I think, 50 seconds total. So just start there. Just plank, stretch your arms out, stretch your wrists, relax your jaw, um, relax the jaw, stop popping your back. Um, and yeah, just try to think about your alignment throughout the day. Just move as much as you can. Keep the blood flowing. Um, a move a day can keep the heart attack away. So, yeah. Well, Chelsea, a.k.a. Essex Health, a.k.a. The Dancing SLP, a.k.a. Gang, you know. A.k.a. Okay, fan forever. <laughs> I truly appreciate you being here. We're obviously going to have to have you come back, you know. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about uh, part two. We definitely have to talk about part two. We, can, we need an in-person episode. People need to see our energy in person, you know. Next time you come to D.C., yeah, um, the next I need to come. I need to come soon. Like I said, I'm, I'm a, I need to make my rounds. Yes, pull ups. I mean, when it's safe, you know, everybody right. stay safe out there. It's safe. Yes, get, get them in 95s. Get your hand sanitizer. KN95. Bleach white. If you're a bleacher like me, I'd be bleaching the seas. People look at me crazy. I don't care. Boom. Stay safe, friends. Thank yes. you so much for being here. Thank you, Chelsea. And I'll see you again soon. I promise, soon this time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.